right, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast here. Uh, love the off-season podcast because I can bring on guests. And uh, this guest is, honestly, Jordan, I can see you're a good friend of mine. I, I feel like I've missed you over the last couple of years because of COVID and, yeah. and other things. But uh, Jordan Ronan, ESPN New York Giants guy, and you've done Phillies we keep before. You we keep you busy, you know, the Giants over these past couple of years for sure. Yeah, and uh, I got to say, you know, I got to rehab my image with Giants fans. The only the only fans that hate me more, actually, your fan base, you covered the, the Eagles before. The Eagles, yeah. And the Jets. Those are the two that I think hate me most. Why? Because What's the impetus of it? The impetus is you have got rabid fans, and anytime there's an injury and I say something, they I'm like, don't shoot the messenger. As, yeah. as I've said to more than one general manager when they've gotten mad at me. I'm Paul Revere. I'm not the British. Okay. I'm just <laughs> telling you the invasion is coming. I'm not the one doing the invading or the hurting in terms of, but Eagles fans, Giants fans. Look, last year, look, Giants have held a distinction recently over the last few years. There's some stats, stats of average man games lost that's out there. And the Giants have been, uh, up there and uh, last year your wide receiver room was like gone <laughs> yeah you're not kidding and but you know what this isn't the first time i remember i guess it was the year that odell eventually shattered his leg like 2017 in one game it was odell beckham brandon marshall uh dwayne harris uh, another might have been victor cruz all in one game got injured so the wide receiver room has been a problem. And Sterling Shepard, obviously, you know, he's he's been a, a regular now. I'm interested <laughs> to hear from you, you know, the probability of coming back and being the same player after back-to-back, essentially, Achilles knee injuries. Yeah, you know, here's the, the, the deal in general. First of all, that's how it happened with me on the sidelines in terms of multiple injuries, there'd be nothing going on. And then a two minute span, three people would go down. Right. Right. And this is actually why, and very few people know this, um, you know, this, but teams travel typically with three doctors. It's not just one guy. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a primary care guy, me, and usually another second orthopedist because it can happen in waves very quickly. And you know, what happens, it's not like they postpone or pause the game when I go inside with somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, uh, etc. And this also happens now in our war room. You know, we got all the TV set up with the uh, eight, ten different, about ten different people in the room. Uh, each one has a game, and we'll be cruising along, talking about some fantasy stuff or chilling out. All of a sudden, you know, seven at once. You know, <laughs> we can't keep up. We'll be looking at a video. Somebody goes, "Oh no, uh, the quarterback went down." Scrap this. Look at this one. I mean, it's just always the way that it happens. But this year, it seems like. The Giants are loaded for bear at wide receiver. You guys got enough of them in the room right now to take care of, uh, even if Sterling Shepard isn't ready. You got to have the contingency plans, you know. Wondell Robinson also, by the way, coming back from a torn ACL. Sterling Shepard coming back from the back-to-back -back injuries. Uh, and then even guys like Paris Campbell, who they signed, hasn't been, had a long history of being healthy and successful in the league. So... Uh, they don't have a true number one. It's it's sort of like strength by numbers. And it'll be interesting to see. I was telling someone today, I do not believe Wondell Robinson's running routes yet. 
right? So, but his recovery is coming on well, from what I understand. But at that point, is it worth making sure he's back, or do you take him along? So he's a young player, second-year player. Do you take him and bring him along slowly here because you've filled the room with numbers? Like you don't need him just to survive early in the year, right? And your young player, the future is more important than the short term. I think bringing him along slowly early this season is a very strong possibility. Yeah, I think that's probably true. First of all, I think his ACL was in November and Sterling Shepard was September. So exactly, there's a two-month jump on him. Yeah. And in general, I mean, uh, you, Giants fans are certainly familiar with ACLs, you know, Saquon Barkley, right? And at Sports Injury Central, we really panned him two years ago coming off the ACL. Just oh, for coming back at the beginning of the year, right? Oh, yeah. for coming back in the year, we really panned him and said, "Don't, don't draft him. He's not going to be the same guy." And of course, he ended up with some ankle issues and just was not very good. And then this last, I season, bet if we, I bet if we asked Saquon, he wouldn't have come back. Like in retrospect, you know, revisionist history, revisionist history, he would have, he wouldn't have come back for week one. Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard. Uh, it's different. I mean, look, I get a kick always of people, and it's happening again with your crosstown rival, the Jets. Brees Hall, look oh, at how Hall. great he looks on video on a practice field. People don't understand how great these athletes are. And when they're on the practice field like that, if you can still see a slight hitch, that's a big deal when it comes to game time. And the slight hitch is still there. He's doing great. But that was the same thing with Saquon. Uh, you know, it takes a long time to get close to 100%. Uh, these guys are they're indie cars. They're not traveling 90 miles an hour on the highway. They're going 220 miles an hour down the straightaway and nav navigating the turns, right? These guys are elite athletes. And to get to that elite quick level is hard. And there's no way Saquon was 100%. And there's the mental aspect of it. You know, then there's the mental and aspect he, of it. He's ta he talked about that like, you know, he admittedly, basically, I'm paraphrasing, wasn't fully confident in his leg and wasn't running hard as a result because he didn't want to take those hits, right? So that little slowdown and then just, you know, getting down instead of really running hard is a huge difference in the NFL, especially when you're playing that running back position. No question. And, you know, but this is also why, Last going into last season, we were very high on Saquon, and I kept right. saying, and everyone was saying, "I'm done with that guy." You know, no, no, no. It's the second year back. Want to buy into year two? Yeah, yeah, right. and and that's you know we you know the website Sports Injury Central we do some picking and and that was you know one of the easy futures calls, which is over on Saquon Barkley yards for the season. That was easy, right? He had a very nice season, but. Let's Adrian up Peterson, on hold on, Adrian Peterson ruined it for everyone, right? Because he yeah. he's the outlier. He was so good, came back so quick that everyone's like, "Well, Adrian Peterson did it. It's possible." Yeah, but that's that's that you know the, the unusual circumstance. That's most certainly not the norm. No question. And remember, he didn't do anything preseason. And Adrian Peterson's unique, right? He's he's a unicorn. He's a guy who can. One cut downhill straight ahead and have power, but also dance, right? Yeah. And that year he was more one cut, let's have power, 
and changed his style of running a little bit, did extremely well. What got lost in that year is, I believe, number 25 for the Chiefs, Jamal Charles, came off his ACL that year and had 1,500 yards, right? I mean, right. But Jamal Charles is a 1,500-yard back. Adrian Peterson's a 2,000-yard back. And there was something in the water that year. But they're still a little bit outliers. But let me tell you, Jordan, Adrian Peterson is not my quickest return at all. Uh, I've always talked about, and I don't know what it is in some of these athletes, there's a woman soccer player. And soccer is harder because you have to go two ways, and it's not set pieces. Like running back, okay, you know the play, you know, you run like a bat out of hell for four or five seconds, and then you regroup. Soccer is both ways. In, in uh, uh, 2003, Shannon McMillan, one of the 99ers, tore her ACL, and she played in the Women's World Cup four months in one week after her ACL reconstruction, was on the team and played. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So to me, that's the the fastest. I thought you were going to say Philip Rivers, by the way. That's where I thought you were going. Well, Philip Rivers didn't he, come from. Didn't he tear his knee and like in the playoffs, and he was back by the start of the next season? Didn't miss a single game or snap. Yeah, really, the reason why I don't say Philip Rivers, and I love Philip, just saw him a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, is that he tore it in the last game in the history of the RCA Dome, and. Mm played the next week in the AFC championship game against the uh, Patriots, the undefeated Patriots at the time. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then had his surgery the next week. Um, and uh, we cut out here. Is that me? Or are we okay? I'm still here. You're still there? Just me. Okay. Just keep going. Yeah. I just don't get to see Jordan is all. <laughs> oh, good. I'm here. Promise. All right. All right. I'll just keep going without you then. I'll be too. I don't get uh, maybe it's coming back. Entering the studio. Coming back. It was me. Um, so Philip Rivers played in the final game of the RCA Dome towards a oh it cut cut me out of this here. It did something to you you're on my I'm still here though. You're here, good. Yeah, I am. The camera's still showing you. You're okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So I'll just keep going. Is what you're telling me. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. If you want me to use my laptop. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, anyways, the reason why I say not Philip Rivers. Okay, he plays that final game ever in the RCA Dome. Tears his ACL. Plays the next week, six days after a knee scope. Um, against the undefeated Patriots in his actually one and only AFC championship game with the brace, then has surgery, and then 100 days later participates in minicamp throwing, and then plays the whole next season, actually had his, at that time, highest quarterback rating ever. But I love Phillip, but he's not exactly fleet of foot. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, he's not exactly the, running and cutting like most the, the, field the players. Joke, yeah, the joke in the locker room is like, "What did Chow do to your other knee? Because you're running so much <laughs> better with both legs now. It's like you took off your your army boots from when you ride, like at, at some of the rehab. So that's why I don't count that because it's just a different position, right? I mean, quarterback from the pocket different than what these running yeah. backs and or soccer players do and uh and uh yeah but but Shannon McMillan's the we've had her on the podcast before she's the 
the quickest win. She puts Adrian Peterson to shame, but it is unfair. Everyone just says Adrian Peterson, but it's just not reality because everyone says I'm a fast healer, the fastest healer. But you know what? You cannot speed up biology. When you put in an ACL graft, it needs to cell by cell grow in and become your own tissue. It's a scaffold. And that's a process until the proprioception is back and the whole deal, besides just a pure rehab. But since we're talking so much Saquon, and we'll come back to your Giants wide receivers in a second. Okay. What do you think? The contract? You going to get done? What's going to happen? There's a real fine line Joe Shane is walking here, right? Because he really doesn't probably want to you know, give Saquon a long-term deal. He's a running back. Paying running backs is not the best proposition. Giving him playing, having him play on the ten million, ten point one million dollar franchise tag is preferable. I mean, look at the Raiders with Josh Jacobs. Look at the I mean, it's a little different because Tony Pollard's coming off injury with the Cowboys, but you get the point. Uh but and then the flip side is how important is it to keep Saquon help, uh happy, right? He's one of the leaders in the locker room, the most respected player in that locker room uh, with standing wise and what he's done throughout his career. So uh, I think at the end of the day, there might be some solution, but I also don't think the giants are jumping at that and saying, we have to get this done. They're not, especially right now, they're not overly motivated to be quite honest. So we'll see. I, I think though, at the end of the day, they'll find some sort of solution. It'll look like, Hey, We'll guarantee him the two what the two years would be on two franchise tags and move forward, and there'll be all kinds of bells and whistles in there that make the numbers look good for the future, you know, three- or four-year deal. But it'll really essentially maybe just guarantee him the two years. I think ultimately that is the compromise that probably works for both sides. Unless uh, Lamar Jackson gets involved and becomes his agent, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a lot easier to have leverage when you're a quarterback no than when question. you are a running back in this league. And that's the problem with Saquon Barkley. The leverage just is not there. And and, and holdout. His only leverage do... is holdout. Yeah. Well, but that doesn't really do anything. He doesn't get paid and his time doesn't accrue, right, towards free agency, right? His so only, you know, leverage is holdout. And the point isn't, okay, this year, next year, whatever. It's make the Giants' life miserable. Right. That's his leverage. How miserable can I make them? The Giants are basically throwing in the towel on the season if they don't have Saquon. He's one of their best players. They plan their roster. I mean, they're they're running backs right now. Let's say Saquon doesn't play. Their running backs are uh, Matt Breda and Gary Brightwell and a rookie fourth round pick and Eric Gray. Like and their wide receivers, while they have depth in numbers, they still don't have a true number one. Like, do you think they want to enter the season? You think the Giants are pl- not plan are planning on Saquon Barkley not possibly not being there? Yeah, They're no, I, I, I hear you, but they either got to get a deal done right now, or they can't get a deal done for. That's the hard part, right? There's a month. There's almost a month left. Let's see where you know say uh, deadline spur actions. Or did I get that back backwards? <laughs> I think I got it right. Deadline spur action. So yeah, no, no, no question. And I don't know that, that would work for Saquon. And I don't know that he would do it. I'm surprised more players don't do a uh, a hold in. You know, uh, okay, I'm here, but if you 
got me the contract, I'd play through this shoulder injury. But since I have no guarantee, you can't say I'm not injured and I'm going to sit out. If you, you know, at least you're there, et cetera. But not, not signing the franchise tag. Yeah, it's different for Saquon. He's got to sign different. the franchise tag. The franchise tag, not signing the franchise tag allows him to not show up and not get fined. So yeah. as long as there's no deal, why am I going to go practice and potentially risk injury? I can just not show up as long as I don't sign it. At some point, it'll reach a, you know, they'll have a come to Jesus moment where they'll have to make a decision. But in the meantime, especially in the spring, you know, your yeah. running back doesn't need to be there in the spring. A running back yeah. who's already played in the offense, that's not necessary. In the meantime, it makes sense. Let's just not even sign the franchise tender. And that's where they're at right now. Gotcha. Well, to answer your wide receiver question, Sterling Shepard okay. and Wondell Robinson. I have more optimism for Sterling Shepard than Wandale Robinson. And you're going to say, wait a minute, Sterling Shepard's coming off the two injuries or, you know, back to back and, uh, and so forth. Here's why I say that. Number one, Sterling Shepard has a two month head start in terms of timeline. Number two. Yeah. And yes, I get he's coming off the Achilles, but, his Achilles really should be pretty good by now. And, you know, we see good return from Achilles nowadays. Um, but here's what I usually say about injury. The reason why I had confidence in Saquon coming back year two, it's very, I won't say easy, but it's been established to be able to get guys back to the same level a lot of the time it's hard to get someone back to a higher level after an acl so that's why adrian peterson came back so well he that he was that guy and yeah. he was just coming back to that same level if he'd never been that two hundred thousand yard rusher guy to see him do that would be very very hard sterling shepherd has more experience wandale robinson still needs to grow in the league and so forth this is why i really dislike Look at all the uh, wide receivers that were drafted in the NFL last year coming off of ACLs, you know, uh, for the 2022 uh, season. None of them really did much of anything, right? Because you're, you're asking that college kid to recover from injury and jump a level of play. You need Wondell Robinson to jump a level of play in the NFL. He really hasn't shown a lot yet. And so this is why with the timeline and everything else, you're right. They may take it slow with, with him. I'm more optimistic on Shepard than I would be on Robinson, but I'm not saying I'm overly optimistic on Shepard. I mean, yeah, I, I think the Giants have this approach on Shepard actually is that they have the approach. Anything we get from him is kind of a bonus, right? Yeah. Because for those two injuries, plus really a history of, of injuries the last four or five, six, four or five years, I think they're like, okay, well, if we get something, it's a bonus in the meantime, we have other guys here that we are confident can play. Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, Sterling Shepard's a pretty good uh, late season stash, you know, in yeah. fantasy uh, kind of uh, deal as you get into the lower rounds. And, you know, the, the most famous example recently, and, and Odell Beckham, by the way, uh, I've got good optimism for a good year because he's like 18 months from that Super Bowl ACL tear. Right. Actually, I got something on Shepard in a second. I'll get to it in a second. And then and then the final. And remember when he was with Cleveland coming off the ACL, 
was like, he's not ready to go week one, even though he looked good in video and he wasn't. And then, right. he, then he admits he returned too early and didn't do too well. We said late season is when he's going to round into form. And everyone thinks that Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford revitalized his career. Well, maybe, but it was also late season, right? I mean, right. that's when he rounded into form and made that Super Bowl run with the with the Rams. And I think he can do it again now in, in Baltimore because he's 18 months. Um, but anyways, tell me your nugget on Shepard. So – I thought this was pretty interesting. I've never really seen this before. You tell me how rare or not it is. So Sterling Shepard's a beast. He he's just a guy. He you know he loves to play football. He's just a guy that is very into football, right? And working. So before he even had surgery, he was essentially working out and lifting on the knee, right? I'm not talking about like heavy stuff. I'm talking just like squatting and stuff i guess to strength keep the, the the areas around it strong and it's it's almost like he didn't even feel that bad after it happened and it was very awkward to see it's like he was walking around not that usually guys can't even barely walk around or move i'm talking like two three weeks after the injury right before he had the surgery it took a few a lot of times they take a little time before the surgery yeah, the, the swelling down but he was actually in the gym working out before the surgery and I, I i i found that unique well uh not that unique uh no question i don't know sterling shepherd i believe you totally that he's a beast and i'm not sure short changing him but first of all not all acls are the same we say acl but it's always what other associated damage right right and so maybe he was more isolated maybe he didn't have the bone bruise or meniscus damage we'll see but it's also very common to do prehab, right? Um, I tell people all the time when they come into my office, uh, if they come in the office, their knees stiff, swollen, they can't move, I go, then we're gonna insult it with surgery and it's gonna be even harder for you to rehab and move. You gotta, the time to do surgery on an ACL is when you actually, when the player or the patient actually starts thinking, maybe I don't need it. My knee's feeling pretty good. That's right. the time to actually do it. Now, is that in one day or three days or three weeks? Don't know. So prehab is a known thing to try and get back, and there are ways to do that. So I'm not that surprised by it. Does it set the stage for an easier return? Well, it does from the point of view, an easier recovery from surgery. But, of course, it's also a little bit later surgery, right, as you do the, the prehab. So right. it's probably a net slight positive effect you know, neutral to slightly positive. Remember, you can't speed up biology. I think certainly Shepard can be very productive second half of the season, right? Um, first half, you're right. Let's see what happens and, and what the what the team says. And, and that's just the, 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 the healing thing. Um, what other injury you want to go? How's it looking for Darren Waller? I get a lot of Darren Waller injury questions. I mean... He looks like Darren Waller. Like it's spring, and they're running around in shorts, right? And uh, the guy's a physical specimen. He's big. He's physical. Like, you look at him on the field, and you're like, holy cow, this guy looks great. But I, I, I'm, I'll say this. Every year I watch Evan Ingram run around in shorts, you know, shorts and, and shoulder pads. And I, and without a helmet, and I thought, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill it this year, every year, right? 
but it's a little different. But but I, there's nothing that I saw that says, oh, this guy looks like he's gonna you know be struggle moving forward because so far so good. He it's not like he was dealing with a a major injury, a, a huge. I'm coming back from Achilles, right? Or I'm coming back from an ACL. So by this point, you look at him and you don't you don't see anything. What well, was his hamstring mostly, right? Well, it's a hamstring issue, and then by video, we indicated there seemed to be in-season an MCL issue. Later on, they the team talked about it being an IT band issue. The bottom line is, I think that's one of the cases where a team was what I call hiding behind health. Like, you know, like for some reason, they just, they were done with him. And I don't think it was all health. That's my suspicion. I've used that term. They were done with him. He was done with them. Correct. It was was a relationship. There really wasn't any reason to come back, you know. Right. Once once they were were pretty much buried. And trust me, you see that a lot in the NFL. Once the team knows that it's pretty much over, uh, the player knows it too. And at that point, why why are guys rushing back? Yeah. And and I think it happens a lot more than you think. I mean, I remember one time before – the 49ers traded three number ones to get the the number three overall pick. We were saying Jimmy G could return from that high ankle. I mean, you brought George Kittle back with that cuboid fracture late season, even though the 49ers were doing well. There's something going on here. And sure enough, in the offseason, there was this all this trade activity. And Jim Jimmy G hasn't been seen in the same light since. Okay. You could throw kind of, Daniel Jones with the neck injury probably in that category, like, they were just so far out of it. They were like, why are we going to bring Daniel Jones, possibly bring him back with two weeks left that they just shut him down with like, I think they were at the four week mark. They just said, you know what? He's done yeah. for the year because why are you going to risk a guy coming back? Your quarterback with a neck injury. They were like, I don't know. And uh, in, in, in that case, four and were... 10 at the time or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and in that case, they were protecting him as an asset. Sometimes hiding behind health is the team's done with the player. Sometimes it's the player done with the team. Who knows? In this case, I think the team was just trying to protect the guy, right? Right. Why, so why, there's, why I'm why just saying there's a lot of different situations. There's a lot of situations of hiding. But yeah, he health. looks good so far. I think it's a lot different. It's a wait, you take a wait and see approach. Can he hold up long term? I don't see any reason why he can't. I think he'll carry a relatively high six score going into this year. One of the stranger uh, injuries to another tight end, Daniel Bellinger. Of course, my guys here in the room, producer Jacob, they're San Diego State guys, so they want to know about Bellinger. That is the strangest injury among the strangest I've ever seen. First of all, I've never heard of a hand, certainly closed fist, getting between a face mask, right? And I don't think it was closed fist. I think it was. It wasn't. It was open. Yeah, it was exactly like this. It went at exactly the right angle and hit his eye. Which, when you think of where the bars are on a face mask, the and we've seen how many, how rare the injury is. It's almost impossible to do, but it went in just perfectly. He says he's going to wear a. You know, some visor. sort of visor still moving forward, but uh, it doesn't look like beyond that that's anything that Bellinger no, or what, the Giants what, have to worry about. I don't think they have anything to worry about, but honestly, what I understand is okay, how you get your hand in there, okay, was open, as you said, and we have the video and I looked at it, but that Jaguars guy, right? That Jaguars defender, yes, is he like a karate master where you can break forwards with his fingertips? 
I mean, how do you break someone's eye socket and septum with your fingers straight? How strong are that dude's fingers? I'm guessing I mean, he punched with a straight hand, basically, somehow. I mean, I know. How many boards can that guy break with his fingertips, yeah. right? I mean, the that's strongest like... fingertips in the NFL, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's uh, looking at that video. Look, we look at video all the time and look at injuries. I would have thought maybe in a, a corneal abrasion, a cut, a this, that, yeah. the other. I would not have thought of broken face. Yeah, broken he broke face. his. I mean, he broke his with face fingers. with his fingertips. It's... I mean, don't mess with those guys' fingers. I mean, that Crazy. was not a closed fist. I mean, and was... Bellinger knows that he said it at the time, like how just like it's just a freak accident. Like I don't even know like how to explain it. The guy obviously didn't mean to do it because there were people at the time. Uh, I, I forget which the player was in particular, but they were like people calling me out, like that was a dirty play, like dirty play. No, do you know how hard that is to do? Do you think he had a chance? He thought he had a chance to do that. Come on, that's crazy. <laughs> An open hand. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just. I, I can't believe he held his fingers. That's. I, I don't know. It's just to me that's still one of the uh, the the crazy things uh, for you. All right. Anything else you want to cover, Jordan, before I, I got a couple other little things before we close? No, go ahead. Let's do the little things then. Well, here's the little things. Uh, here's okay. the honest question I have. Look, for for the audience listening, randomly got to know Jordan through Twitter and then at Super Bowls and radio yeah. row things and just a, a great guy. Appreciate uh, that. Here's you my, too. Here, here's my okay. prediction for you. You're going to be the next guy on national coverage be it for ESPN or NFL Network. When's that coming? I better I better shave next time if I'm going to do that. I don't know. You know, I'm happy. <laughs> life is life is good, man. Life is good out here. Uh you know, I I'm not I'm not dying to uh leave covering the Giants. It's a good job. It's a good beat. You know, being a national, you got to be on a lot, you know, 3 365 that's rock rock 7 yeah <laughs> well yeah. I, I think you're as you're, you get older you get kids you move, you're moving on in life like i don't know it's not it's not as big a priority as maybe it once was you know well i don't know i mean you're still in regards really to moving good. up the the ladder in that regards like you know your stuff is so good always and 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 let me tell you uh, the the guys give me a little bit of grief uh, this pro football, this small little pro football doc podcast. We've lots of people. Ari Meroff's first appearance, oh, saying yeah? his saying his name as opposed to my sports update was on Pro Football Doc podcast. Um, well, you need to get Dove Kleinman and find out if that's a real dude. You know, we've talked about that. We follow each other. Okay, there we but go. Nobody Let's... has seen that guy, right? Like nobody knows if he's like a real. That's a real name, a real person. Is it uh, Dove or Dove? Nobody. I don't. Knows. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> All right. Where does I he? Where does he even work? Uh, he works hard. I mean, he does a great job. I love his where? stuff. All right, I don't we'll, know we'll try and get him on just for you. Yeah, we, we've done that. Look. Uh, uh, I I saw Dan Orlovsky on Twitter and, and chatted with him. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be a star. Now you can't touch him, right? He's amazing. Uh, he's Joe he Thomas was another one of those. Uh, 
the old takes exposed guy came on here and then started you know promoting his book and other things so i'm telling you all right I'll last week it. marcellus I'll, wiley I'll take the blow up all right i'll take it i'm all for it last week i said marcellus wiley you'd be the perfect one for skip bayless because he doesn't take anything per purpose uh personally or otherwise uh for that undisputed uh, deals no i'm just messing around i I'm, i am serious that i do think you do a great job i appreciate and, uh, it with, thank you with stuff you do as well. You know, when everything anything happens on the Giants, I always check in with you, see what you think. I respect your opinion greatly. Uh, obviously, it's a thankless job you do because, uh, you know, you're right on 99.9%. .9%, but that point, <laughs> when you're wrong on the point one, people like to let you know about it. But, oh, it's always the, the the way that it goes, right? No different for you in reporting. You were, for ten years, you haven't gotten anything wrong, and the one time exactly. No, nah, it's true. It's true. The, people still bring those up. those up. I mean, I could tell you the one or two that like that people bring up every like uh, you know from like eight years ago. It's like God. <laughs> eh? Well, I, my mine isn't from eight years ago, so uh, <laughs> and I've had enough that I probably can't remember them all. But but yeah, but but fans remember. But the only good news now is I feel like um, anytime someone really comes at me, first of all, I don't really see a lot of it, right? Because there's a lot of back and forth. But yeah, me too. There's always someone, which is else a good that, thing. Yeah, there's always someone else that comes behind. You can tell when someone's new. Like, are you new to this? You to get people. What are you talking about? You weren't there. You didn't examine him. You can't diagnose him. And then I used to have to explain what I do, right? But I mean, now, like someone else comes in behind and says, "Do you not know what he does?" Is that the other? And when I'm wrong, and some someone comes, so I appreciate the Twitter followers and fans. I don't, I don't really do any replying to any of that stuff. They they kind of do it for me, and it's uh, it's actually kind of fun. But this year we got some new things, and I'm sure your Giants fans will love it. Sick insights, quick twitch, you know. Uh, up arrow down arrow with scores and for you know for uh, for fantasy and and for giants and of course we've been doing the field views and so forth and uh, sports injury central and we are gonna announce uh, for the site a little bit of a freemium model most of our stuff still completely free but some of the higher end stuff like the field views but uh Jordan, you're a guy. You will we'll give you a little uh, subscription to that. All right, you'll, right. You'll, I'm on top of it. I mean, it's not even that expensive, but your big budget can afford it. But we'll <laughs> we'll we'll give it to you. You're a podcast. There's a part gift instead of a T-shirt or a mug. All we'll right, give deal. you a free subscription to, to to that deal. Anyways, Jordan Ronan, thank you so much. Uh, follow him. Uh, he is the Giants guy and a good friend. Thank you for coming on. We'll take a quick break and come back for part two of the Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. All right, welcome to part two Sports Injury Central Pro Football Doc podcast. We got Jacob and Taylor here by Coastal now, <laughs> and um, Jordan's good. I like Jordan. Ryan. Yeah, he's um, he's just a good guy. Um, challenge accepted, Jordan. I have DM'd Dov Kleinman. There you go. Uh, I think I has email too. I don't know. We'll reach out and see if we can get him. I thought about it, and Jacob's like, ah, I don't know. It's like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's now let's he's the elusive one. Now we have to get him exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I didn't I mean, know we were going to talk about with him, but I guess we'll just talk about him and what what he is, if he exists, where he's look like like I, like from, I really yeah. plan what I'm going to talk about anyway. <laughs> sure. Not really. I, um, look, we got 
the other one, David Ben, first time ever podcast was here, and he broke the Pamela Anderson story yeah. here. So there we got Dave Ben back. He's a legend. Yeah, we, we we're supposed we, to have the golf cool. tournament with Danny Woodhead. That's oh, I reached the, out to Danny. You know what Danny good. said? What he said said, dude, can we plan it when the weather gets bad out here? I don't want to come out there during the summer. Yeah, the he said that last right time. Now. He said that last time. We gotta, yeah, we do have <laughs> Well, to you gotta that. remind me during the season. I mean, yeah. I don't remember. Then I'll get hits, out here. The NFL season, it gets a little yeah, cluttered. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's cluttered for you, I mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pro Bowl week, maybe. We'll we'll target something like that. Sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, cool. All right, let's go. There's still Lots of other things going on. Yeah, I wanted to give a little plug for the preseason preview. We're uh, hard at work um, cranking that out, looking at the injuries that from last season that are going to carry over. You're looking at uh, offensive line groups that are kind of banged up compared to others going in. And definitely talking to Jordan Ronner, we, we might need to have a phone call with him, see what the depth chart's like at wide receiver. They got a million guys that are <laughs> it look like all equal talent to me. I don't know about Taylor, but it's like Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, and then Shepard and Wandale Robinson coming off recovery. They all so. play the same way, which is kind of yeah. frustrating for them. Yeah, they don't have like a big, like, you know, like Kenny Galladay type they had a couple years ago. They don't have that. It'll be like, uh, it'll be like uh, picking Patriots people. It's like, which week? Maybe, <laughs> Who's maybe, right maybe they're learning. They're yeah. learning from, from nearby neighbors. Yeah. Just get a bunch of the same guys. That's hell, right? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not great fantasy. No, but, uh, but the preseason preview, I think, will be good. We were pretty good last year on some key nuggets uh, and uh, good for fantasy stuff. Uh, league-wide, team-by-team, division-by-division, and we'll have it through Sports Injury Central uh, by mid-early July, right? It'll be finished. And it'll be a live document in the sense that as things happen and develop, we'll go back and change. Uh, only thing really like this on the quote marketplace, right? Especially right. dealing with Those are large scale for injuries, injuries. I mean, every, there's a lot of people that do here's some top injury commentary type stuff, yeah. but not looking at, you know, left guards and centers and right guards and position depth in some ways. And, and another guy that the first part we talked about not discovering, but, I had a pretty good dialogue. I mean, remember, I used to be like uh, Evan Silva was already big, but I used to do a podcast with Evan Silva and Warren Sharp, right? Uh, or at least I would come on for part of their three-hour podcast on Friday evening. I I probably only bopped in for about half an hour, but uh, uh, Warren Sharp's a quote sharp guy. Obviously, it's not his mm-hmm. real name, but whatever. <laughs> yes. um, but the before he blew up, but he does a really good job of of in depth football analysis and if we can be warren sharp injury uh, we'll take that right yeah i mean uh injury analysis so that that will be coming out go some changes to the site sick insights other things uh sign up for notifications there's a newsletter that's pretty handy too comes into your inbox that's free you can see that on the top of my twitter page or six score twitter page or at sicscore.com all right, what else do you want to get to here? Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, that newsletter and all that stuff leads into some some good strategies for best ball. Uh, I know I've, I haven't had experience doing it with Underdog, but that's that's their big hook is best ball drafts. So uh, Taylor's got me into a couple this year. It's, uh, it's interesting to see from an injury standpoint because you don't want to take a risk or maybe in a regular fantasy league, you wouldn't take a risk on a guy like Javante Williams, but best ball opens it up. It's like, okay, well, if he's the highest scorer weeks eight through 16 or something like that, then, then it might be worth drafting him where he's going. But 
Uh, go ahead, sign up and check that out. I know we're we're trying to talk Doc into it. He doesn't know he's not me That's like he knows what best ball is. Because <laughs> I already tried to get you on the normal fantasy drafting. You know, we've done a couple of years with Scott Fish, which is coming up very soon, by the way. But now this is a totally different way of drafting. So I'm like even scared to show it to you because like it, I might mess up the Scott Fish drafting. So I gotta like space it out a little bit. Yeah, wait till after Scott Fish, and then we'll get him into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scott Fish. Okay, let me ask this question, Scott Fish. So what year is this, Taylor? Is this it is the we played yeah, third year, fourth year, third year or fourth year? We've been in three. It might be four. I need to get the exact. Might numbers. be four. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. We've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky, right? I mean, yes. my first official fantasy, you know, league ever, other than family, where I was drafting for my two-year-olds, and, yeah. you know, just to have a league, you know, and and worthless, real Scott Fish. Yeah. And I think you've done it three years now. And what's funny is total beginner's luck, right? I don't even know really what I'm doing. But uh, first year, everyone was like, oh, look at my league. It was, uh, look at Doc, the uh, zero running back strategy. No, this is this will be year four because yeah, I, I swear to God, this is true. Out. Yeah, yeah. The, the first year, I had a zero running back strategy. But people didn't realize it wasn't a strategy. It was like, okay, value, value, value. Okay, we're going to take a running back here. Ah, got sniped. Okay, well, there's no value there running back. Let's just keep delaying it, delaying it. And everyone's on the chat going, he's got a zero RB strategy. I'm like, I didn't realize those existed, but okay. And we got lucky, right? We won the regular season. Yep. And then uh, second round of playoffs, knocked out, whatever. Right. Beginner's luck. Next year, I think I had a, if I had did it correctly, uh, if I remember correctly, by happenstance, it was a zero wide receiver year. <laughs> and it just because it was just the way it was falling. I, I, every, I was like, yeah, I don't want to get that wide receiver that high up. And then I'd wait and I'd wait one round too long. And of, of course, I would draft the wide receivers or in the previous year running backs before all of my starting roster was filled. But it just was later. It wasn't, I call it exactly a zero. And it was by luck, just the way it worked, right? And then... This last year, I think, was riskier. It was, it was a zero no quarterback. QB. It was quarterback. a zero QB for a while. But yeah. look, three out of three playoff appearances, right? Yes. We'll take yes. that. I mean, exactly. two league wins and three out of three playoff appearances for a guy. You know, I don't know. Hey, just just make the playoffs when you drafted Russell Wilson. I think. I think. You guys oh yeah, the, we had Russell Wilson last year Russell with, Wilson the, with the Albert. zero QB strategy. He's Talk part of the zero. He's the first year, stack too, right? Your first year, you draft. We have, tw- I think it's twenty-two slots in that draft. You had eleven people that were either out for the season or on IR. That was Edelman year. There was a, a T.Y. Hilton year. That was the year you didn't have anybody. I, that was a, that was well, made, made 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 picking the starting lineups easy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> there were no choice. Eleven spots, yeah, and. and and of course, we don't hide any of our injury information. If you people look at our thought site. you did, though, you were doing so well the first year. People were like, "Wait a second, you're like, I'm using the information everybody else has." Like, I put it out. You don't read yeah, it; it's on you. Yeah. But anyway, so that'll be fun again. <laughs> do that. Yeah, maybe hit with best ball after that. Right now, I'm actually having fun with sleeper stuff. Yeah, uh, I think Underdog does it too, and whatever. But mainly because, look. My son wants to watch the Padres every night. Uh, the wife is into it. The daughter's into it. I mean, I like the Padres. I want yeah. them to win. Okay. Right. But day in, day out with 162 games, it's you root for them to win, but it just doesn't seem as meaningful. Although they blew the last two games with, with, yeah. uh, with the bullpen. 
the sleeper stuff's been fun and so far profitable. I get it. It'll probably normalize, but you know, I'm just putting in $10. It's legal in California and you, and you guys have been making fun of me. I'll be playing some, uh, so obviously I don't always win last night. I lost both of them, but I was close. I was close. Shohei Otani let me down because uh, you, you always have to pick from another team, non-Padre, yeah. right? Yeah. Shohei Otani let me down. Otherwise, I would have hit a, a 22 to 1 uh, four-way parlay. So that one was, they were all 2X or above. And it's just kind of fun. I just kind of go through and, okay, 10 bucks, you know, yep. <laughs> try and win a couple hundred. And so you only have to win one every 10 times to be profitable you yeah. know no, it's if, you're, fun if, if the odds are that if the odds are that high but you can jury rig it and do two player props and whatever but if you want to try it out do it take my advice do it on your mobile don't do it on your laptop doesn't work well do it on your mobile click on the links that we have in the at six score do it on your mobile or sports injury central put in sic you get matched a hundred dollars um and you put in a hundred dollars, you get matched a hundred dollars. That's twenty. You're not knock on wood. You're not going to lose twenty straight times, right? <laughs> betting ten bucks at a time, yeah. And uh, have some fun. I mean, it's just you know, price of a beer, you know, <laughs> at a bar, anyways. Um, yeah. If you sign up for the newsletter, we make it real simple. Just go over from the link there. And uh, actually, our newsletter this week is NBA draft themed because um, we have some some injuries that could affect where guys fall. Um, oh yeah, the drafts are huge now, and so yeah, we've got Victor Wambayaba. I didn't say that right, but about close seven other Victor W and several <laughs> other. That's all French guy, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, we've done so. Look, a lot more optimism on him than Chad Holmgren, who hopefully will come back this year from his right. foot injury. Uh, but uh, yeah, San Antonio Spurs. He's That's minus like, fifty thousand to go number one overall, and someone in Vegas put a uh, sixty grand on that. Just uh, I guess a little steak dinner for the night, maybe. But that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty much a lock, right? <laughs> yeah, as you can get there. Seems weird that you does, still does, bet on it because, of course, he's going number one. Like, is, it, is the bet taken by the Spurs or the bet going number one? Just going number one overall. Okay, because yeah. Spurs it, would get a little yeah, weird. I would so never do that because there might be a trade, yeah. <laughs> right? I was, I was, I was trying to convince Taylor there was a trade package. Yeah. If 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 it's the Spurs at fifty thousand to one, I'd bet some money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just yeah. to throw flyers in case there's a wild hair trade somehow that happens, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I was trying to convince Taylor there was a trade package because I mean. Not, not that we're doom and gloom on Wembenyama's injury history, but big man mobility and foot fractures, foot stress fractures that is easy to uh, to derail a career. So, if if there's high enough value, wouldn't you take that as a sure thing versus him living up to all the hype that's been laid at his feet? Well, what's well, high enough value? Uh, that that's where my question was to Taylor, and he said there's no value <laughs> that's high enough for drafting this kid. I don't well, there there clearly is. It's yeah. just, but the team wouldn't give it up. Who's I mean, going to trade half the team for that? I mean, yeah, Jokic, no, no. Jokic and Murray, no. I mean, there's people that are untouchable, definitely. I mean, LeBron, no. You wouldn't even <laughs> trade him for him because it's just he's one or two years left. I mean, the Thunder have like seven first round draft picks in the next three years, so maybe they can sprinkle some of those in with some key players. But I, yeah, I don't see any. Uh, yeah. I don't see any thoughts. package. 
your thoughts on Victor W. So they're starting to show like these French basketball highlights and he does have trouble going inside on bigger. I don't know. There's not that many bigger people in his league, but uh, people that are um, weight, you know, and uh, I remember Chet Holmgren in the pro-am, he just backed a little bit and LeBron backed a little bit in him and he uh, hurt his foot. So do you have any issues with his weight, like going into a bigger you know, level? Look, anytime you're an anomaly seven feet plus tall, there's right. more risk going all the way back to Bruce sorry bruce bill walton yeah bruce was his brother bill walton a football player bill walton um heck uh going back to uh uh who who's the center that was drafted by seattle ahead of michael jordan sam Bowie. sam Bowie. Yeah. going back to uh joel Embiid had foot yeah. issues greg right? odin, there's, greg there's odin a whole list, you know yeah. there's a whole list of seven footers with Absolutely. foot issues um yeah, there's the baseline risk, but Victor Wembayama is not a Marfans, is not a connective tissue disorder, not injury prone. And what was he, 228, 230, two whatever? Yeah. I mean, we as talked much about you believe that, but yeah. What's that? As much as you want to believe the listed weight. Uh, unless they're really good liars, I believe that weight. Um, he doesn't want to list his correct height. He, I think he's 29, Doc, is what I see here in a couple of sites. Yeah. He, I think he lists, what does he okay. list, Taylor? Like 7'1, and he's actually 7 five or seven four something like yeah, that yeah he's seven one seven two and then there's seven three in a couple sites so i want to say seven two but well i mean obviously <laughs> the arm span and reach is even more important than right. true height but this right. is why I mean, if you remember why i was saying chad Holmgren, if he's listed at 195 he's not yeah. 195 <laughs> you just throw in the 200 if he was really not 195 yeah. give him an extra you, five pounds yeah you, you, you say uh you know drink drink a gallon of water and and be 201 at your way in you know right. <laughs> right i mean if if that's really the 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 issue and obviously unfortunately chet got hurt but but the other thing is too you don't sleep on this i'm no expert 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 but the European basketball is different. It's not American basketball. It is right. not Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren, and whatever. You, It's rough and tumble. And mm-hmm. so the European guys who come over, they're all tested rough and tumble. So I, I'm less, I'm not not worried, but less worried about Victor okay. than we were for Chet. Because uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Jacob, he played at Real Madrid when he was like 19, right? I know right. he has little issues with his ankle and stuff, but he usually comes back pretty quickly. When I mean, you got to think they're they're getting these teams best. They want they want the chance to play Victor Wembanyama and double him and test him inside and get physical with him. So he he's had a bit more of that than is typical in college basketball. So that that makes sense for sure. Head over to baseball um, real quick. Had uh, Judge. I don't. I don't I know we did a judge video. But I don't know if we talked about the second PRP on the podcast. Well, here's the thing on Aaron Judge, and we'll run some of through these some quickly. I'm looking at the time here. We ran long with Jordan, and I got patience to see before another baseball game for my <laughs> son. Oh, that means <laughs> another. Got, 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 yep. got, got to be on time for all of those, you know. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Aaron Judge, this is a big deal. They're right. Uh, turf toe is not that common in a baseball player. But it's not about the field. It's about it's his right big toe by video. And that's the, once again, 10-year-old baseball yes. uh, squish the bug foot where you got to turn yep. And, yep. and plant that big toe and, and dorsiflex it. And that's what stresses a turf toe. Second PRP injection. 
I mean, you're looking extended absence at this point in time. Yeah, I think All Star Break is is the make or break that we're kind of. If I were an Aaron Judge owner or Yankees fan or whatever you want to call it, fantasy, and you said, "Look, Aaron Judge is fine after All Star Break and 100 percent," would you take that? I'd say yes, a thousand percent. I would take that, right? Um, So that's sort of the target. But I do think he's coming back this year and we'll be fine. I don't think it's surgical, but two PRP injections. This is, you know, another two weeks at minimum and then two weeks of ramp up. You're already to the all-star break at this point in time. Yeah, we'll be tracking Judge and and more Tristan McKenzie, guys like that. Those are all on the insights on our homepage. So if you want more, uh, you can head there. Yep. Uh, piece of the week. Anybody outdo Patrick Mahomes uh, responding to <laughs> Jamar Chase? I mean, he showed he reminded him who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, uh, oh, I don't know. Aaron Judge stayed in the game after that turf yeah. toe. So, yeah. I mean, whatever. That's a couple weeks old now. No, I think it was great. I think it was fun. Jamar Chase meant no harm by yeah. saying Pat. Patrick He's just Coop. defending his guy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Patrick Mahomes, that's who it's just fun. But, it, I mean, that tells you these guys look and know what, what's out there. And I was going to ask because this is your time period. I would think, well, how does this stuff happen? it without social media like with the like i know some back in the day they used to send each other stuff you know pranks and stuff they send each other in the mail but how, like this wouldn't this interaction would have never really happened right in, in a couple of years ago not the same way but yeah. you know now everything's so instant right i mean yeah. you know uh, boom twitter and everything's so instant and it gets amplified and it used to be you could say all sorts of things on local radio and be a little braggadocious or challenging but now you do that boom it gets to the other city and you know it's it's i would say it's it's, a normal question to show your phone hey did you see this patrick yeah (laughs) but but it happened i mean uh i remember my boy junior got in a little trouble once at a miami dolphins booster club dinner basically and uh he was with the dolphins and coming back to play lt and the chargers and the question was how do you how do you stop lt mm-hmm. and uh uh he said something you know off the cuff it wasn't meant to feed him full of something or another and it got blown up as because someone had a cell phone and some media but it wasn't okay. quite social media but right, right. uh you know it, it it caught a little fire and of course uh you know uh, but lt was just laughing it off playful i mean it wasn't anything bad but yeah people do have some fun uh i I mean they they found different ways of doing it i mean not to tell junior stories for for real but like there was a local station that would come do shots outside of the chargers training room you know live from the charger facility and and it was a tradition every time junior went on no matter if it was week one or week ten it was always the head athletic trainer, James Collins's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. At the time he was in his forties, but he would say it's his 50th birthday today. And I think he had about five <laughs> of those. And then the whole rest of the week, everyone would be wishing James Collins a happy birthday and happy 50th, you know, yeah. and he'd look at him, whatever. And the reason why he did that is because he was getting treatment with James Collins. He got called outside to do this five minute interview. So he's just, just popping like, his okay, head, yeah, popping yeah. his head and, yeah. and, and you guys, I think, I think we talked about it. Maybe we didn't. We got to get Tim Dwight on. We've never gotten Tim Dwight on. We do need we have. Tim Dwight on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, one time Tim Dwight 
checked himself in the hospital and they wanted, you know, he had an issue. We'll talk about it with Tim. Mm. They said, you want an alias? And he said, sure. Uh, and what's your alias? David Chow. <laughs> <laughs> so patient David Chow, Dr. David Chow. Thanks for ruining my health history record, <laughs> Mr. Dwight. But we'll That's get awesome. Tim Dwight on uh, yeah. here, uh, et cetera. So shenanigans always existed, just Absolutely. in different forms. Right. Different you know. forms, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks to Jordan Ronan. Enjoy Florida. Enjoy yes. summer. It's finally sunny it's in San Diego. Yes. Yeah, yes. it feels good. I know. It's raining yeah. here, so I actually left at the wrong time. It's, uh, maybe it's you. <laughs> it's hurricane season, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's perfectly nice here. Maybe you need to stay in Florida. I think so. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching. And check out Sleeper. Uh, trust me. Uh, SIC code and get the matching. Have some fun. I'm about a dollar if you want. I mean, you know, you it's kind yeah. of it's kind of fun to just uh, play play around with it. Um, and like I said, I didn't realize until you guys told me a couple of weeks ago that it's legal. You know, oh, yeah. and uh, now, now we can't get you off it. Uh, no, I do <laughs> one or two a day, just yeah. because just I know I'm going to go home and and like tonight I'm probably not watching the Padre game, watching my son, so I probably won't do one. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but if I know I'm going to be watching a game, I might as well like nice. have a. It, it gives you a unique rooting interest. Sometimes yeah, it's like exactly. Juan Soto walk or yeah. some player strikeout or Tatis needs. He's already got a hit, but he needs two bases or something. I mean, right. it's just like it's just something else to root for. Adds another element. Like yeah. the other day, was Saturday, we went to the Padre game. My son, because he they won some tournament, they got to go on the field pregame batting practice. We weren't even with him; he was with his team, and. uh it was hot, and then thankfully someone gave me and my family refuge in their little box. And the the game between the guys, and I was surprised the guys didn't. Some of the guys never even heard for it. You guys have heard of mound ball, right? Oh yeah, you roll the ball out, try to stop it on the mound. Yeah, yeah. and you take turns. You know, you right. put in a dollar every round or whatever, <laughs> and, and uh, get the ball to stop on the mound. And that was the most entertaining thing the little one dollar mound ball because <laughs> yep. the pot would get big it'd be like five or six in a row there's seven or wow. eight people playing and you know <laughs> yeah, I mean, one dollar at a time you know uh kind of game within the game yeah i mean <laughs> that's that's the way i look at sleeper yeah. you know it's a game within the game it's something yeah fun to to give you some more interest throughout the whole game look when the scores eight nothing but Tatis still hasn't gotten his second base. You have a big rooting interest. Otherwise, eight nothing. Yes. You're like, eh, you know, whatever. So it makes it kind of fun is all. And and the injury insights through sick insights can be uh, quite helpful uh, a little bit, you know, in terms of players coming off of injury and different things. Uh, give you that little – it's almost like giving you one leg of your parlay almost for free or, or value. Right. Uh, so I know you guys are going to write more and more on that. I'm no gambling expert. I just mess around. I'm trying to get injuries. you in the mode for football because prop markets exploding. So, oh, and and our stuff is probably better for prop markets, especially in football. Than Speaking of the else. preseason report that we talked about earlier, that can help a lot with futures. Just help you know researching teams. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you next week. And hopefully, it'll be uh, Dov, Dov, Kleinman. Dov Kleinman or 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 somebody. We'll else. find him. We'll, We'll find him if he exists. Maybe he doesn't yeah. exist. No, I've spoken yeah. to him to before. He exists. Uh, yeah. We'll see if it's he like wants to. It's a good little Twitter joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks.